it's Gilbert Gottfried. Welcome to Behind the Scenes with Brian, your go-to podcast on old things mining. Welcome to Behind the Scenes with Brian, the podcast covering everything from engineering, mining, and mine waste management to whatever else may be on our minds. Pop in your headphones and don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share. And now, here is your host, Brian Ulrich. All right, this is a prelude to today's podcast episode, which is about non-fungible tokens or NFTs, so... My son and I chatted about it and how ridiculous it is, and the very next day there was an article that came out in the Wall Street Journal where they declared that the NFT market had collapsed and it was flatlining. And so the prediction that it was a ridiculous thing that was happening still seems to be true. Uh, There's definitely still going to be some life in it, but just the thought of owning a JPEG seems to be a uh, fashion statement that's that's fading into the past. Anyway, I don't want to spoil too much of today's episode, but I did want to give that little prelude. So, let's get ready for today's episode, and see you on the other side. Thanks. Hey everyone, this is Brian, and this is Behind the Scenes with Brian, and once again, I'm joined by my son, Timothy. Timothy, how are you doing? Hi, Dad. I'm doing pretty well. How are you? <laughs> good, good. Yeah, it's uh, good to have you back from China. You spent many years there, and uh, from the time the pandemic started until just this last Christmas time, we couldn't get together, so it was nice to get you back so we can have some time together. Has been really nice to see you and the family. Yeah, catch up yeah. with old friends and everything. It's been yeah, great. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And Tim, I wanted to talk to you about NFTs today because there's a lot of confusion about the NFTs, what they are, what they're not. How come anybody would buy something like that? So, could you just define or describe an NFT for us? Yes. So. We were talking about cryptocurrencies earlier and NFTs operate off of something from another coin called Ethereum, which is it's gaining a lot of steam. And so Ethereum allows you to make smart contracts. So it's not just a currency. It's also you can also claim rights to digital assets like NFTs this way. And NFTs, um, you know, I mean, right now, the, the biggest NFTs are just still images that people use as Twitter profile pictures. The larger idea is that any digital asset could become an NFT. So uh, let's just say there was like one digital copy of the Mona Lisa and somebody was buying that. What's to keep somebody else just from making another digital copy and saying I also own one uh, essentially nothing at this point that's why that's why the value is so trivial about NFTs because uh, let's take for example the board apes the only reason why the board apes has any intrinsic value is because it's 
on its own it has value you know it, it's it's already it's already predicating that it has value based on uh you know celebrity endorsement or the the number of people who have bought these nfts it, it's not really based on anything aesthetic about art is are there nfts other than digital images there are yes yeah um the the biggest one right now is found in crypto gaming hmm. um and so it's it's things like characters or um different uh, cards that you collect or it's it's kind of a very very um primeval sort of gaming space but they they found a way to use crypto assets okay what it, it, aside from from a jpeg you know okay what what made nfts gain popularity so rapidly well really it was all hype it was there was a <laughs> yeah. lot of hype yeah a lot of just you know like hey jimmy kimmel and paris hilton both have you know board ape profile pictures and here's what here's what this person's looks like there was also a lot of this was really around the time when a couple of words started trickling out into the public um which was the metaverse and web3 came along shortly thereafter it was kind of a one one and one two punch and then the nfts coincided with that with that kind of interested in what uh cyberspaces would look like so you you better define web3 and the metaverse for us sure sure so um i'm sure your listeners would be more familiar with the metaverse at this point just because facebook what is now meta has dumped so much cash into this project to create what essentially boils down to a very awful video game just the worst ad <laughs> you know there was this there was this kind of hope among silicon valley venture capitalists these kind of tech utopian types as well that because we've seen such growth during the pandemic is things like zoom meetings like we're on a zoom right now for yeah. example yeah that eventually everything will just be shifted online and that it, it won't only be online but it'd be a, a virtual reality augmented reality kind of uh full immersive digital experience like uh what uh, was in this this science fiction book that it's based off of snow crash by uh, neil stevenson um great read great read uh very it, it, but yeah so this whole idea is that we'll all just eventually become avatars in a digital world and we'll all just like go to meetings and listen yeah. to our boss talk for way too long yeah you know like that could have been an email no uh-huh. uh, the yeah. virtual meeting <laughs> right <laughs> and you can like dress up in a spider-man costume and all this so it's really gimmicky uh, the biggest the biggest driving factors of course was investment so that got a lot of media attention and then so web3 web3 is is think about a more virtual experience right a more a more digital world around you 
but uh, they're everything's financialized. So everything becomes this this transaction. You know, you go and open a door in the metaverse and it charges you 0.0001 Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Uh. Um, there's there's a it, there's obviously a lot more uh, practical approaches to this. That's more of an extreme example. But think about, you know, if if um, Elon Musk buys successfully buys Twitter and uses Dogecoin for reactions to tweets you know one one dogecoin per retweet mm-hmm. that's that's kind of what web3 enthusiasts see as the future okay so it's it's kind of like a pay as you go cell phone you can't you have to keep on paying money into it as you go right and then you like make money as well for tweeting i guess in this instance i, I don't actually know what yeah. the plan is there but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah you're like constantly earning and, and transacting money which i don't see the point in yeah but, well i i think maybe nfts are not just for rich people you must be able to buy something for ten dollars so on it's the most popular nft exchange called OpenSea, and i believe that the minimum price is a thousand dollars or something okay or like the equivalent of a thousand dollars so it has to be something that's you think is at least worth a thousand (laughs) dollars but it's a pretty high it's a pretty high barrier to entry on at least on OpenSea. Yeah. Okay. You can you can just publish anything and, and charge whatever you want for it. Right. Right. Yeah. Somebody would have to want to buy it, but as popular as NFTs are, you would think that there would be a buyer to match up with whatever you're selling. Right. Right. And, and <laughs> it kind of gets us into this funny situation that we've ended up in, where. They're, I forget the, the name of the NFT exchange, but what they're doing is they're they're selling NFTs of colors. So every time every time a the color that you bought pops up in another NFT on the exchange, you yeah. earn money. Oh really? Oh <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So you can buy colors now, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Haven't you always wanted to buy a nice sky blue? <laughs> I'll say. <laughs> Use that for my profile picture, I guess. <laughs> sky blue and the, <laughs> the link. It's a link to the NFT. <laughs> Brilliant. Huh. huh. So I, I would assume that NFTs are kind of a fad and they're probably gonna go away or fade fade away before too long is that am i wrong yeah dad the the future is much more stupid given the present (laughs) 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 like that's that's honestly that's my mantra is that it's just gonna get sillier and sillier and uh the main reason why i say this is i i've talked about the investors and the whales of the exchanges and really just seems even though poll after poll 
nobody cares about the metaverse or NFTs or Web3. You know, it's, it's, it's fading in popularity in the public view. But what's still happening is, is these, these investment groups, these uh, uh, venture capitalists, they're, they're digging in deep. We should say that. They are making, you know, funding rounds, billions of dollars every couple of months. It's it's insane the amount of money that's going into it and it continues to pour into it despite this this rejection from the public that's just like, no, we don't we don't care about that. Why would we want that? You know, why would we want to dress up like Iron Man and sit in a conference room? You know, yeah. we could just we could just video chat or I mean <laughs> <laughs> you know, we already have that that we already have most of this. What we don't have is a is kind of a, a useless financialization or or kind of this this um, this need to do it for for our job. You know, we, yeah. we don't need that. But unfortunately, at this rate, that's that's how it could end up, and it's it's a very stupid future. Like I was saying, <laughs> it it does seem like we're heading in a stupid direction. So you're you're probably right. There's, there's, there's probably going to be something even uh, more audacious than NFTs at some point. Uh, imagine the possibilities. All I can say. <laughs> if, if I could imagine possibilities, I'd be on top of that next wave and uh, helping to create it. <laughs> Cash out early. <laughs> Cash out early. <laughs> okay, well. I, I think I have a better understanding of NFTs. I'm, I'm just not sure, other than collectors and people that just want something unique. And I, I'm not even sure an investor should be buying NFTs because I'm not sure what the resale value is for these things. It, it kind of, kind of for. Um, for people that are wealthy enough to buy these NFTs, it doesn't matter what art in real life costs either. Mm-hmm. No, this is a, this is a big thing in the art industry where you know there's a painting, your friend comes and evaluates it for billions of dollars, you buy it, and then and then you you know store it for years on end, trade it with your friends. Um, even if that painting's not worth a billion dollars, you still have that. You can count it as a, you know, you can count it as for taxes or something. It really, when we saw NFTs take off, it was it was around this time when, you know, these these wealthy people who were used to trading art, for example, yeah, they didn't really have many places to park their assets. They couldn't fly to Vienna to. Uh, Look at look at the latest piece, or maybe they weren't interested in that. Hmm. Maybe maybe they wanted a new vehicle for for um, creating this this place to park their assets. Which I I I mean that's the leading theory that I support the most. That this was just this was just a place where you you weren't necessarily speculating. You were just you were just parking your assets and, and hoping for games. Mm-hmm. Even even minute gains, but the biggest thing was you just needed to get your money away from you. You needed to park your investment somewhere. So, do you think people use NFTs to launder ill-gotten money? 
I don't, I don't see how they would. Because of the, well, in the last to... episode, we kind of discussed how how difficult that is. Yeah. What I'm just describing is is you know you uh, buy a house in Maine that you never go to. Mm-hmm. You're you're just you're you're not doing it to to make an outcome or something to to um, make a massive return on investments. You're not flipping that house. You're just you're putting your money somewhere uh, and and using the house as a store of value yeah yeah but a house you could sell again I, you know if jimmy kimmel gets bored with his uh his angry gorilla i'm not sure that there's going to be a stampede of people wanting to buy his used nft <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe <laughs> it, it, it's kind of it's kind of um, you know this 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 kind of uh, NFT marketplace. It's kind of um, it, it's in a funny shape. I think I, I think in terms of a business uh, business design, I think it's in the shape of a triangle. Okay, like pyramidal it might mm-hmm. be a some type of plan or a scheme that's in the shape of a triangle yeah perhaps a pyramidal I'm, I'm trying to say that it, really on paper it just looks like either you're you're creating a store of value or you're creating a pyramid scheme and ripping people off or both <laughs> it just really seems that way yeah 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 it, it really makes me not want to go out and buy an nft though for sure uh, it, why would you it's like it's like um you know if you bought dogs.com in 1997 mm-hmm. the future is not looking too bright for dogs.com <laughs> yeah <laughs> i have not gone to dogs.com <laughs> in <laughs> decades mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> there there definitely is a bubble with all of this that's yeah that's, at least when you look at the offerings of, of, say, NFTs or the claims that cryptocurrencies or tokens make, it's it's too good to be true most of the time because yeah. because it is, yeah. You know, and that's that's how that's how you get people to pile on and, and hedge their money against a very unstable new kind of economy that's growing out of of digital spaces. Yeah, sorry. I'm I'm just sitting here contemplating the next thing that's going to be uh, bigger and better and more audacious than NFTs. Um. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So Meta said that they want to work with digital assets, but it won't. It doesn't seem to be tied to a cryptocurrency, so it'll just be. It'll just be on your charge your bank account. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, pretty dumb. Yeah, <laughs> um, but that's that's in the very ne- near future. I know what you mean. It's just, uh, it, it, to be honest, I I'm very sure that it'll involve AR technology. There's a lot of growth in that area for good reason. Yeah, yeah, and I think there's a lot of reality. It, yeah, yeah, I think there's some really cool applications for that right there's at least an application for it yeah 
which but okay okay so ar but stupid um okay you get it okay right now through verizon uh-huh. an american carrier you can get an ar headset um, okay. so i'm imagining a future where all the telecom companies uh, like they offer smartphones also offer ar vr glasses but catches that there's just advertisements all the time for right right you know, AT&T or or whoever's so you'll just be walking around you know you're taking your dog out a walk and all of a sudden a big old big old billboard pops up telling you to um the, about the latest smartphone that you can get from AT&T for only 2.99 a month right right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There is um there's a uh, I forget which short story it's from but it's it's one of Philip K Dick's works. Um hmm. I I think it's do android dream do android dream ah. of electric sheep. But he talks yeah. about in the very beginning of the book Deckard's trying to get out of his apartment and his door won't let him because Oh, he's right. behind on payments. Yep. So it charges him like a dime and he doesn't have a dime, so he goes and takes a loan from the toaster or something. Mm-hmm. And he's like arguing with this door and it's like really funny like that's our future. <laughs> that's our future like co co-working spaces, co co-working, co-working living spaces and um yeah, you you have to purchase an NFT in order to use a door. <laughs> or something you have to right. you don't have the correct primate as your profile picture <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> well I, I i think i know a little bit more about nfts than when we started and i appreciate that uh did did you have any other uh pearls of wisdom about that you wanted to lay on us before we part ways uh, yeah yeah so i don't but <laughs> <laughs> i can't think of anything else <laughs> no yeah i think we covered a lot of ground and yeah just just covered the main point which is this is all very stupid and people should be aware of it <laughs> but but it's going to get stupider yes yeah i mean that's the trend of time is it's always getting stupider <laughs> yeah yeah okay <laughs> All right, and on that note, I think I'll let you go, but I appreciate uh, you spending some time with us today, Tom. Thank you, Dad. Had a lot of fun. All right, and uh, we'll see you soon. See you soon. Well, that's it. I'm Brian, and this is Behind the Scenes with Brian. Until next time. Keep on rocking.